0: Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Thank you for being here. I want to kick off the top of the episode by asking you, if you haven't already, to please take the listener survey. It only takes a couple of minutes, and it's your way to help inform the direction of the show as we move into the coming year. So you can just head to taylorrelease.com slash survey or hit the link in the show notes I appreciate all of your thoughts. I read everything and I take it all into consideration. Okay, let's get into the show. So the time has finally come to actually write down goals, and we've taken a lot of work to get to this place. So just to remind you, we created our own definitions of success, we did some reflection, some look back on the past year, we talked about crafting a mantra and core desired feelings, and now is the place where you get to put pen to paper and write down those goals. And surprisingly, there isn't going to be a ton to this episode because I think we know about writing goals What I find is that the prep work that goes into writing informed goals is what tends to be lacking. So I will say that I find it so valuable to actually physically write down goals. Yes, I might also have them in a note on my phone or in a Google Doc or in a a system or a program, but writing down things At at so many levels, it's good for you. There's research on how writing down things can be helpful. There's just the feeling, the personal feeling that I have experienced of it being helpful to write down things. I really, really encourage you to write them down. Some people even like to write them down daily or regularly so it's in their head, top of mind. I don't necessarily do that. I write it down and I return to it visually. So that's something that I'll suggest for everyone. And I also suggest having three to five goals. Probably erring closer to the three is going to be better. It's easy to see that you want to make a shift, either because it's a new year or because it's a Tuesday afternoon, and you decide you want to make a shift and you say, I'm going to change how much I read and I'm going to change my job and my career path. And I'm going to change the way that I move my body. And before you know it, you've got this list of 20 things. And it's going to be hard to do all of that well. And so I really like to focus on three to five goals, things that I know that I will be working towards throughout the year, whatever period of time it is. Now, it can be helpful. And the next thing that I want you to do after you write down those goals is to cross-check them with your mantra and with your core desired feeling. So for me, as I'm writing down goals, I'm looking back, okay, my core desired feeling is security. Is this going to help me feel more secure either in myself or my finances or my relationships? And then my mantra was root deeper, add water. Will this help me root deeper into who I am and the work that I want to do? Or is this something that's watering that as well? So, cross check those goals with how you said you wanted to feel and show up in any given period of time. And you might find that there are some tweaks that you need to make. I also find that mantra and core desired feelings are nice buckets. And maybe you're not explicitly trying to, I don't know, run a 5K or something like that. But if your mantra is, that you, or let's say your core desired feeling, if your core desired feeling is energized, you might find yourself doing more movement that energizes you and end up being able to run a 5k by happenstance. So I find that the mantra and the core desired feelings might encompass other behaviors that aren't necessarily goals that you want to look at as your North Stars for the year, But there's still some change that can happen around your mantra and your core desired feelings. So write down those goals, cross-check them, and then you get down into breaking them into best next steps. I talk a lot about best next steps because I need to take them regularly and I find that other people do too. So it's great to have some lofty goals goals that are juicy, that are going to stretch you and challenge you. This is good for us. Like It's really good to have something to work towards. And also, if you leave it at that big stage, it can be like, oh, great. I'm trying to get all the way over there. And it's hard. So I'm already feeling tired before I've even taken the first step. Over there seems really far away. So I'm just going to hang out here On my couch underneath my weighted blanket. When you break it down into best next steps, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Let me share with you what some of my goals are. I'm not actually going to share them all on the podcast, but I'll share a couple of them and I can tell you what best next steps look like for me. So, one of my goals is a monetary goal, and it's that I want this to be the year that my overarching company that houses the work that I do hit six figures. Numerically, projection wise, I should be able to do that relatively easily based on how things have gone this year and knowing a little bit more about what levers to pull. And yeah, I just have more infrastructure and I have more opportunities that I know are already lined up for the coming year. So that's one of mine is like this is the year. We're going to break six figures in my company. Another one of my goals, not at all money related, is that I want to dance at least once a month. And that might look like taking a dance class in person if that's accessible to me in 2021, or it might be taking a Saturday night and learning some choreography on YouTube. So two very different types of goals both getting to me at this place of rooting deeper. One, if we look at the money goal, rooting deeper and adding water, I've already got some great roots in the work that I'm doing. And if I add a little bit of water, a little bit of structure and intention, crossing that six-figure mark won't be too difficult. On the dance side, the rooting deeper and adding water, dance is part of my roots. I grew up dancing. I feel In my body and like myself when I'm dancing. And so a different application of what it looks like to root deeper and to add water for both of those different goals. Looking at the core desired feeling of security with regards to my businesses breaking six figures is there's a certain amount of security in that. That doesn't mean that I take home all of the six figures. There's business expenses and all of that. It means that I can raise what I pay myself every month. And that means that I can save and do other things and be generous. I opened a generosity account with a specific goal of this being the place where we already have some places where we give monthly, but having a little fund set aside. So as we see causes or we have people in our life that we want to support, we've already created this space and these funds where we can do that. And so having the six figures mark creates security, not only for myself, but it also allows me to live into one of my metrics for success, which is to be generous. Looking at the security place or the security core desired feeling from the dance perspective, it's that sense of security in myself, in my body and how I can move and what it looks like to do choreography in my body that will never look exactly like how the teacher does it or how the person on YouTube does it. And there's a sense of security in myself that I'm cultivating through working towards that goal. So two very different goals. And after I have set out those goals, then I start to think about best next steps. So for me, a best next step of saying, okay, I've got this revenue goal that I want to hit. I know why. It's not because I want to be able to say online that I broke six figures, I probably, if it happens, will not even put it on Instagram. It'll maybe come here, maybe in my newsletter. But it's it's not about like being one of those Instagram people who can tell you how to make six figures. It's tied to these deeper things of wanting to be generous and wanting to get to have certain experiences with my family. So I've got that goal. And I look at the best next steps. One easy best next step is to look at my finances for 2020 and to see, okay, this is the number that I was at this year. Where did this come from? What were the different income streams? Are they replicable? Is there work that I need to do to make these more steady? Are there shifts that I need to make? So my best next step is to get really into the numbers, probably run some reports and potentially print them out because I play around in the reports fairly often, but it's different to print them out, to have it broken down a few different ways, and then to ask some some questions around it. So that's a best next step around the money piece. A best next step that I can do with regards to the dance goal is there's a company called Steezy that I've looked at potentially doing that teaches like dance technique and it's a little bit more in depth than just doing a class on YouTube. There's also a place in my neighborhood that I'm thinking about taking classes from. And so I'm probably either going to invest in a 10 class pack at that neighborhood studio, but I don't think they do virtual classes, or I will invest in Steezy in have that set up and ready to go for the year so I don't have to think about it too much. I've already got the structure that's going to help me dance more. So best next steps, break it down, and you don't need to know your five best next steps. Sometimes you can do that, but if you know, okay, first thing I'm going to do is run these reports and look at them. First thing I'm going to do is invest in wherever I want to take classes from. First thing I'm going to do is do an audit of where my time went last year. Or I'm going to start keeping a journal about, I don't know, about how I felt at my job as I'm thinking about my next career move. So those are best next steps that you can do. And what's really great is if you can take one of them almost immediately. Like, is there something that you can do Right now, or this week, to start to get that momentum going so you can keep walking forwards even before we get into the new year. And it can be super, super small. It can be just doing a Google search, sending an email, doing research on what the best tool could be. Make it really, really small. Give yourself that little win of taking that baby step, and you're already closer to where you wanted to be than you are now. So, that is what I'll recommend around goal setting. I think, like I said, that so many of you have these tools for setting goals already. We talk about the goal setting part a lot. We don't necessarily talk about how we get to the place of writing the goals on paper. So I hope that you have a great goal setting session that you can write down three to five goals that will be exciting for you to work towards in the coming year and know that I'm here to support you and to encourage you. And if you want to share your goals with me, feel free to shoot me a DM either at Taylor Elise Morrison or at the B-School podcast. And I'd love to celebrate you and any best next steps that you're taking. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back in your earbuds next year. It's going to be a new year by the time you hear me. Bye.